Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians. You do not want to miss it. Just don't forget to put code abiding free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at chasingsacred.com. Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom. Freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Zephaniah, a somewhat forgotten book of the Bible, but an incredibly rich and powerful story of a God who is bringing justice and love to a crazy world not so different than our own. It is a story about a day of trouble that is coming, but there is a beautiful promise to God's people that they can be hidden in Him on this day of trouble. And this is a story about a God who is not just working in our waiting, but who is working even when we least deserve it. The story of Zephaniah is inviting us into this journey today. Well, hello, friends. For those of you new to the Abiding Free podcast, my name is Kristen, and I am a co-host of this show. And as you may know, this is week one of a special six-week devotional series going through the book of Zephaniah. If you are new to the podcast, you know, we would always recommend you go back to our season one, episode one, where you will be able to learn all about the vision and mission for this podcast and why we are so passionate about walking in freedom in Christ. And the foundation that we lean upon here is the very words of God. And so I'm so excited to go through this book with you, this book of Zephaniah. And um, most of you, a lot of you may be here because you have bought our Bible study, the Zephaniah Bible study on Amazon called Hidden in Him, A Refuge in the Day of Trouble. And we will link it in the show notes. But some of you are simply here to simply because you're here for the podcast. And I want to say this series is for both of you. This is going to be great if you've bought the Zephaniah Bible study, but hopefully it will also be great for those of you that are just simply here to go through a devotional series in this summer. These are going to be short, just around about 10 minutes. And I just think you're going to walk away encouraged and hopefully challenged each week. 
and hopefully learning more about this somewhat forgotten book of the Bible. You know, keep in mind, too, that because this is a podcast, we don't expect you to have your Bible open for this series. You may be cooking, cleaning, driving to work, whatever you're doing. We won't necessarily have you follow along in Scripture. These are devotionals. So we're going to extract one or two main points each week as we go through the the, the book, you know, verse by verse. Um, and we're going to have you dwell on some main points at the end of this, the passages. I highly recommend, though, that you read this book on your own. And and, you know, we love expository teaching, but again, because this is a podcast, we'll most likely be summarizing and explaining verses that, you know, you can look up on your at your convenience. So let's begin with the first six verses of the book of Zephaniah today and see what God, what the message is that God maybe wants us to take from it. But here we go. We need to take a step back. Whenever we go into a book of the Bible, um, we need to take a step back and see where we are in the main story. And the story of Zephaniah takes us to the Old Testament. I'm going to give a brief summary of what happened leading up to this, which may be a review for some of you. But again, it's always good to ask, where are we in the story, in this big story of the Bible? God created the world and everything in it. Everything was perfect. God's relationship with man and man's relationship with creation was perfect. But Adam and Eve rebelled against God and sin and death entered into the world and Adam and Eve's relationship with God was broken. But because of his great love, God promised to send a redeemer to rescue his children from sin and death. It was a promise of the coming Savior. But until that time, God made different promises and agreements with his people, known as covenants, to continue in relationship with them despite their sin. But God's people kept blowing it. They did not hold up their end of the agreement to walk with and obey God. God gave them rules and commands to follow, not just for the sake of obedience, but also for their own thriving. And they kept blowing it. So God sent judges and priests. He gave them kings. All of these leaders were to point God's people to worship and obedience, but they kept on blowing it. So God sent prophets who were mouthpieces for God, messengers to warn and encourage God's people. And Zephaniah is the prophet that we are going to be learning about. And at the time Zephaniah spoke, it was a world that was full of crooked political and religious leaders, nations contending with nations, declining faith, believers looking more like the world than the God who chose them, the worship of money, so much more. Does this sound familiar? I don't know about you, but gosh, I look around and I see so much of the same. You know, it's interesting because if I'm honest, I look around at the world and often think, okay, this has got to be as bad as it gets. This this period right now that we're living in is the worst it's ever been. There's so much evil, right? People rebelling against and mocking God's laws, so much injustice and innocent lives being taken. But as a side note, it's a, this isn't just a side story, but last week my husband and I were in Europe for his work, and we were in Rome and stood in the Colosseum, right? The Roman Colosseum, and something hit us. It just reminded us, evil is not new. There have been times as dark as what we're living in. People literally sat and ate their lunch while they watched innocent lives being ripped apart in the Colosseum, and it was sport. 
And there was a lot of corruption in Zephaniah's day. I say this to encourage us, though, to remind us of the evil that's always been there, because the beauty in it is that it's relatable. We can enter into this book and know that though there's significant differences, the God that worked in the story of Zephaniah is the same God that will work in our day and in our lives. So the first verse in this book of Zephaniah tells us the context. We're talking about a little bit of the context today. It was written in the days of King Josiah, a king for God's people. At the time, it was Judah. And if you're familiar with history, Israel, God's people, split into two kingdoms, the northern and southern kingdoms. Sadly, though, in 722 BC, Israel, the northern kingdom, fell to the Assyrians. So all that was left was Judah, the southern kingdom. So back to Josiah, king of Judah. If you are familiar with this king, you may that he, you may know that he became king after a long line of wicked kings. But get this, he was eight years old when he became king. But despite his age, we are told in Kings that he, second Kings, that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, um, followed the ways of his father, David, not turning aside to the right or left. But unfortunately, there was that line of wicked kings before him, lots of idol worship. You can imagine that even when King Josiah was turning the tides, there were still many people that were not following God. Think about generational sin, right? Ugh, that's a tough topic. We probably all have generational sin in our families that we still battle to walk free from. And this book opens up, Zephaniah, um, with these six verses we're talking through today with one of the harshest depictions of God's judgment in the whole Bible. God is going to clean house. Listen to this language. God says he's going to sweep away everything from the face of the earth, cut off mankind. He's going to cut off, stretch out his hand. But this is the humbling part. God was bringing his justice and judgment, not just for the wicked nation surrounding God's people. It was also for God's people. I think what convicted me was thinking about my desire for justice. Don't we all have that? Don't we all want it? I laughed writing this because I thought about cancel culture, right? At the root, isn't that just a desire for justice? That's our way of trying to give justice. And I want God to bring his justice to the evil in this world, to all that's going on. But my own life and heart, my sin struggles, ooh, I want him to be very slow with his justice. And one of the theme verses in this this in, in this first week, in the first six verses of Zephaniah, is almost a summary statement of what was happening to God's people, and it is this. Verse six tells us that God's people were going to be judged because they were people who had turned back from following the Lord. They did not seek the Lord or inquire of him. Now, before I leave you with hopefully some thoughts to ponder this week about our own life, we need to um, realize that we have a different lens. We have a di- we are looking through the lens of what I would call the new covenant lens. So I talked about those covenants that you know God's people were under in the Old Testament. They were conditional. Most of them were conditional on God's people obeying on the law. Well, under the new covenant, the new covenant was brought forth. With the death, with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, what it means is that um, you know, under the new covenant, we is the new covenant is unconditional for us. It was based on grace completely. Our relationship with God is based on the work of Jesus on the cross. We need to remember that when we're looking at you know the Old Testament, that we're going to be hearing a lot about judgment and and some of this really heavy language. We're going to learn that although today, even under the new covenant, the book of James tells us that we're still disciplined by God because he loves us. 
But ultimate judgment was placed on the shoulders of Jesus Christ for all those who believe in him. We will not face that ultimate judgment. It's just important that we remember that we're looking with a new covenant lens. So now back to the story. The question that I want to leave you with today, the personal application I hope that you ponder in your heart is how have I turned back from the Lord? As it says in that verse six, how am I not inquiring of him like his people were doing in the day of Zephaniah? What are even subtle ways that we are not looking to God in our lives? The book of Song of Solomon says this, listen to this verse, catch the foxes for us the little foxes that are ruining the vineyards while our vineyards are in blossom. How have we allowed little foxes, even just these little sins that we think it overlooked, how are we allowing them to tarnish the vineyards of our lives? How have we made ourselves our own little G-God of something in our life? What does God want to do to open our hands? I think sometimes we read the Old and the New Testament and think that God was so much stricter in the Old Testament, so much harsher towards sin. It's not that it's it's not that God was harsher that God is harsher then and now he's like nicer and more lenient towards sin. The Bible tells us God does not change. The ways we are turning back from him grieve him. And not only that, they're going to bring grief to our own life. The difference again is that the ultimate judgment and punishment is put on the shoulders of Jesus. But our sin is still wicked. Our sin is still a place where we need to repent from and turn from for ultimate healing, for ultimate freedom. We know it's not. We know that our sin is hurting us, isn't it? Our God loves us. And so he's asking us today, what are the big or the little days that we, little ways that we need to turn back to God. I cannot wait to continue this story. You guys, this story is amazing. God's word is incredible. So come back next week and let's keep going on in the book of Zephaniah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah, and then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.